Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Sean Kelly uh, from Into the Night with Sean Kelly on UPRN Radio 105.3 New Orleans. And um, how was everybody's week? Uh, mine was a little better. There's still some stuff that, you know, that I'm dealing with. But, you know, being like I told you last week that... Um, I'm usually, I'm a meat cutter for uh, Shop and Save here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And um, and this is our busy time of the year. You know, we just got over weighing up turkeys and entering all kind of Thanksgiving dinner, you know, recipes and stuff that we do. And um, now we're, in about a week, we're going to start working on hams, you know. And... You know, the, the traditional, you know, a lot of people uh, buy hams for Christmas. And there are some people that buy turkeys, too. Okay. So, it, it, it's just a nonstop. And I've been working a lot at work. And it's just, just too much. And, and I'm tired, you know. So, as you can tell, I still got the Santa Claus look here, you know. I'm really debating about Wondering if I should just keep it until the 26th or should I shave it off sooner? But I'm keeping this part here. This part here, I'm keeping that. So if you're listening to my show, if you want to drop a comment, you know, give me an idea of what you want. Um, I found out, you know, a couple days ago that my truck is built. Yes. My Ford Maverick is built. And um, it's in transit. And I do believe they did it in Mexico. I think that's what the car dealer said. I'm not sure. But you know what? I'm really looking forward to it. So that's just like, you know, that's some bright spots, you know, that, that kind of like is making my December go by a little bit more happier, you know, you know what I mean? And I'm really looking forward to it. And I can guarantee it when it comes I am going to show pictures on here, and uh, I might even, you know, give you a little tour on the inside of the truck. Um, believe it or not, this was my first truck ever. You know, I always had, I had Fords. I love Ford. I won't go nowhere else, you know. So all you Chevy dealers or all you Ford haters out there, you know, I love my Fords, you know, I'm sure. You know, some of my buddies out there who have, you know, Ford trucks or Chevy trucks, they're just going to make some smart remark, and that's okay, you know. I like what I'm getting. But to get on with the show, um, you know, I was thinking, you know, of a topic, um, what to come up with. And I will tell you that all my shows for the month of December are going to be dealt with Christmas. Christmas situations and um, meanings of Christmas and uh, what are the meanings for, you know, are there like um, meanings behind the Christmas carols that we hear on the radio or in the supermarket? I will tell you this, okay, <laughs> that I am at work. I have to listen to Christmas music 24-7. You know, whenever I work, it always starts on the 26th of November 
or whenever the, the Friday right after Thanksgiving is when they start playing Christmas music. And uh, what's really crazy about this year is that they must have like different tapes or something like that because I'm not hearing like the original, you know, so-called basic Christmas songs, you know, uh, rocking around a Christmas tree or, you know, first Noel or, you know, all, you know, oh, Christmas tree or 12 days of Christmas, stuff like that. And, uh, they're all new different songs you know and what's really crazy is all right so i like mariah mariah carrie uh, yeah i do and uh all i want for christmas is you and so there's a guy at work that i work with and he just gets so embarrassed whenever we tell him we start playing that song because you know another worker of mine what he'll do <laughs> what he'll do is without you know no warning at all he'll start playing that song and this dude gets bright red man bright red and he flips the bird and all that kind of good stuff but you know what it's all in fun you know because where you work at right where i work at you gotta have fun especially in the month of november and december you need to you know um you, you go out, and, and it's not so much cutting meat, okay? It's also dealing with customers, okay, and answering their questions, you know, and trying to, like, uh, give them some ideas for their Christmas dinner with their families. What's kind of sad, though, due to the situation that has been occurring for the last couple years, um, a lot of people aren't visiting families, and during christmas and it's just like um man, it's really depressing because there's a lot of people out there that i know who buy a lot of food because they have big families and they're not buying a lot of food this year you know so how hopefully that the people you know with whoever you know go and visits or their families get together whatever that it, that i really wish that it will be a very special um christmas you know um for the people out there you know who have nowhere to go you know there's always the salvation army there's also go to churches or whatever no one should not be alone on christmas day or christmas eve should not be and you know what? I, I I will tell you something. As you can, as you know, right? As you know, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Okay. And uh, here in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh area, they have um, it's called the AA Christmas Party, which starts a, starts at four o'clock in the afternoon, Christmas Eve, and it goes 24 hours. Right. And there's always somebody down there. And I want to share this story with you. Um, and, and, and it really, really means a lot to me. And as I share the story with you, it's also going to go into um, one of my, um, what I want to talk about tonight. Okay. So I was newly married. My son, hey, Tommy, how are you, buddy? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, Tommy. Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, but with this 
story I'm going to share with you. Um, I, I was just recently married, and um, I had about six, seven months of sobriety in. And my wife at the time decided to take my son to um, Columbus, Ohio. You know, Paul was like, what? I want to have to say eight or nine months because I actually got sober a month after he was born. So he's older than me. He, he don't like it when I tell him that he's, that he's older than me. But you know what? So she took him down. And also, I had to work on Christmas Day. And so I was at the party, you know, and I was feeling bummed out. You know, all my friends were down there from AA. And what happened was it was getting close to midnight, right? And so I kind of like left the party, you know, a little depressed, not too much. And um, so I made it home about 1130. And it was like, wow, you know, I turned on the TV and I listened to some Christmas carols that were playing on the TV. It's hard to pick just one, but I really like Christmas Vacation. Ah, you know what? That's cool. That's a cool movie. I like that one. Um, but it, 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 I listened to the carols and I was drinking my iced tea, you know. I called my sponsor and talked to him a little bit. And so it was midnight. Midnight, I went into bed and I closed my eyes. And my phone rang at midnight, okay? And our phone, the ring on our phone sounded like the bells and chains of Jacob Marley in the movie Christmas Carol. And what was crazy about that was I was thinking about that movie before I went to bed, okay? And I was, I woke up, and I'm looking up in the sky, and I'm like, in the room, I'm like, Jacob Marley, are you here? Are you here? You know, I was really looking for him because it was just like I was just thinking of him, that movie, Christmas Carol. And... No Jacob Marley, but I answered the phone and here at the time I was sponsoring a, a guy. And he called me to see if I was okay. And that just made my Christmas. Made my Christmas. It was really, really just made my Christmas. You know, because someone actually thought of me. You know, because they knew uh, the situation in which I was in at the time. You know, so I wanted to share that feel-good story with you, you know. And for me, like I posted on Facebook, my I have two favorite Christmas movies. Okay. Now, I could say Die Hard or Tommy Miller's Christmas Vacation, you know. Or any other, you know, funny ones or, you know, hardcore ones. They were all good. But my two favorite was It's a Wonderful Life with um, Jim. Oh, what was his name? I forget. But it was a wonderful life. 
And and I'll explain the, it was a wonderful life with you because that movie is so me. Okay. If you really, really, really want to know who I am, you know, just watch that movie. And I'm the main character in that. Um, I'll, I'll figure it. Jim, Jimmy, help me out, guys. Tommy, do you know who, who the main actor was? And it was a wonderful boy. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. That's the dude. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. And I watched that movie one time. And I, I bawled my eyes out. And uh, my wife at the time was saying, why are you crying? And I'm like, Donna, this, this is me. This movie is me. Because whatever happened to George in that movie happened to me. You know? If you know the premise of the, uh, the story, you know, Jimmy Stewart was a drunk. You know? And... He lost his job or whatever, but he drank. And then there was Clarence, who was an angel. And he was sent down to earth, and, you know, in order for him to get his wings, Clarence had to save George, you know. And all through that movie, I, I could not help but look at myself. And I never really cried at a movie before. And I've watched that movie, and I watched that movie, I watched that movie, and it was just like, it just got to the point where I couldn't watch that movie no more. Because what I was looking at, I was looking at reality, that I was looking at me, you know. Don't get me wrong, it's, it, you know, it is a good movie, very good acting in it. But you know what? I, it's real hard for me to watch it, even even to this day, you know. Because, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, he's at the scene when he's on the bridge and he's talking to Clarence. And, you know, I think he wanted to, you know, take his life. And, you know, there were situations where I figured I'd take a bridge. You know, no one will miss me. But you know what? Since I'm being honest and open with you on my show, yeah. Yeah, there were times I wanted to. But uh, but Clarence, Jimmy Stewart, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Hey, cuz, Merry Christmas to you. Give your uh, mom and dad a big hug and a kiss, all right? Uh, mom says hello to y'all. So, looking at Clarence, and, and he says, George, you know, and the times and the situations that I was in, okay, um, there was always a Clarence. Someone was there to save my life. And all they did was to sit down and they talked. They talked to me. You know, also there was some like really divine intervention going on. But... I believe that the, you know, I, I call those people my angels, you know. You know, a lot of people have a hard time, you know, understanding or believing that there are angels. And, you know, and I can respect that. 
you know. But being in the business for so long, you know, and dealing with so many miracles, dealing with so many heartbreaks and stuff like that, you know, I, I truly, truly believe that there are angels out there in human form, okay? Now, if you, you know, get the people, my dear friend, John Venture, he's on the co-host of uh, Chasing Prophecy, you know, um, angels or Nephilims or, or whatever, you know, I, I don't know it, but all I know is that, you know, these people might not have wings on their, on their back. And, um, but to me, they do, you know, today they do. And the best part of the movie was the ending of the movie of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, you know, they're standing by the Christmas tree and they're singing carols and, you know, the business got back up and everything was, you know, hunky-dory. And then you hear that little bell ring and i think the saying goes like whenever you hear a ball ring an angel gets his wings and when they when they heard that ring on the tree then they knew that clarence got his um wings you know so hopefully you know there are people out there today that they might not know it they really don't they don't know it but they are angels you know, in human form to help people, especially in this month of December, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so if you really want to know who I was, watch the movie It's a Wonderful Life and follow Jimmy Stewart's um, character in the movie. And then you'll know who I am. Or was. Maybe I still am. I'm not sure. I don't know. But we'll see what happens tomorrow because I'm not guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed, you know, if I'll be here tomorrow or not. I know after this show, I am going to go to bed because I'm tired. That I do know. But there was a time where I wasn't going to go to bed. But enough of the sad stuff here for that movie, you know. We got another sad movie to come up and talk about a little bit. My second favorite was A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Okay. And like I shared with you, my, my little story I shared at the beginning of my show, you know, Jacob Marley came and visited Scrooge. who was Scrooge was a miser. Okay. He was mean. All he cared about was money. Now, he didn't care about people. All he cared about was himself and his money. And so Jacob Marley came to Scrooge and, you know, told him straight out, was like, Scrooge, listen, you got to get your life together. You know, you got to start liking people. Now, that's not quote from the movie or whatever, but that's how I related to it. You like the Grinch? <laughs> yeah, the Grinch is cool. Hey, you guys have seen that the Grinch on uh, TikTok. He's pretty cool. I like him. But um, so, you know, Jacob Marley goes to uh, Scrooge and says, you know what? Get your life in gear. You know, straighten it out. Because uh, 
you don't want to end up like me. The balls and the chains and the rattling and, you know, he stuck on earth for the rest of his life because he wasn't a good man. Jacob Marley wasn't a good man. And so Scrooge go humbug, humbug, Jacob, humbug. You know, that's all you heard was humbug. And then uh, Marley said that he that Scrooge was going to be visited by three ghosts. And that was the ghost of the Christmas past, the Christmas now, and the Christmas future. Okay. And of course, Ebenezer being Ebenezer didn't really, you know, care, you know. Um, he said, just, just go, go away, Jacob. I can't deal with you. You know, let me go to bed. Let me go to bed here. And so the first ghost appears, and that was the ghost of Christmas past. And as I used to watch the movie, and even when I was thinking about it today on the show, I'm like, I'm thinking of the Christmases I had in the past. And you know what? Growing up as a kid, they were great. You know, um, I mean, we didn't have that much money, you know, my, my parents barely got by, but it, it, they made our Christmases wonderful. I remember when I was small, we were allowed to open one package, one present before we went to bed. And that present was always new pajamas. I don't know if anybody else out there had them, you know, got new pajamas the night before Christmas on Christmas Eve. Well, we did. And I remember the one time that we got these uh, bed cover, bed, bed, you know, they covered your bed, a blanket, and it was Snoopy on it. <laughs> hey, I don't need that. Brian, you weren't even thought of back then, buddy. <laughs> you weren't thinking. But we'd go over grandpa's on Christmas morning, and um, I remember he'd be sitting in his chair. You know, smoking a cigar and handing out silver dollars. All my cousins would be over there. It was great. But my Christmases were good when I was a child. You know, there was a lot of love in it, even though I didn't hear it from, you know, my mom or my dad. But I, I could just sense it was with the presence there. So my mom's lucky because my mom was born on Christmas Day. I won't give the year. She'll get mad at me. Okay. And um, what they used to do on December 24th when we went to bed, uh, my dad would put the tree up Christmas Eve afternoon. And um, that night uh, when we went to bed, they had a party, a Christmas party for my mom. And everybody would come over to the house you know, and they would be like decorating the tree. They would have food. They'd have lots of fun. But I was like hot like a light because I was young. I was tired. I was hoping Santa Claus would, you know, get there soon. But they had fun. And it was great, you know, because I heard the stories after after a while. Um, as the years went by, uh, I heard the stories at the type of parties or who was there or what, what did they have to eat? 
you know, what did they drink? I remember at the time, I don't know if anybody remembers them called whiskey sours. I mean, that, that was the drink back then in what the 60s, <laughs> whiskey sours. I don't even know if they do them anymore. I hear there's this drink, this drink out called White Claw. So, you know, everybody makes fun of it. I'm not sure what it is, but um, back then it was whiskey sours. And I remember when I would wake up in the morning, um, dad worked at the press, you know, so he had to, you know, work Christmas morning, you know. So we really um, didn't get, he would come in from work. And uh, we would open up our presents and he would go to bed and then, well, we'd go over and see grandpa. And then, um, and my dad would have to work Christmas night. So um, what we did was, you know, let my dad sleep and we got dressed, went to church, you know, and we went up my Aunt Barb's. You know, we went to, it's called the Holiday House here in uh, Pittsburgh. It's up in Monroeville. And we used to have dinner, me, my brother, and my mom. We used to go out to dinner and then go visit my Aunt Barb and Uncle Ben's. And then come home. But those were good Christmases. They really were. And believe it or not, I actually, actually would go caroling. Yeah. Uh, I was like in, when I went to a Catholic grade school and, um, in a religion class that I had to take, I volunteered to go Christmas caroling to an old folks home. And um, and, and we did that. And uh, that was fun, you know. Um, I didn't do it around the, around the neighborhood because people would think I was nuts. But back then it was nice. And, and, and you know what else I do remember about, you know, the Christmases when I was growing up was the old lights that they used to put out you know the old santa claus the ones that stand up and light up and everyone would decorate their trees snow underground and um go sled riding i i i had good christmases you know growing up in my past you know as i got older though i wasn't a good person and i really didn't have good christmases i didn't you know it just seems like the older I got, the more I just didn't care. I cared about my mom's birthday, you know, Christmas, you know, because that is her birthday, and you know, and it is Christmas. But I really didn't care about Christmas. And what really changed my mind, uh, well, what kind of got me away from the holidays, especially Christmas and Thanksgiving, was when I went into the service. I was 18 years old when I went into the Navy. And um, for three holidays in a row, I was out at sea, and I wasn't home, you know. And I was a cook, and we made our Thanksgiving meal or Christmas hams or whatever. But we were always out at sea, you know. And I got I got a story to tell you about that one. We we're out at sea, and then a lot of parents would would mail boxes with you know presents and cookies and you know, alcohol, you know, and I remember this one guy I knew, he, uh, his mom sent him a bottle of whiskey, I don't know, I don't, I forget what it was, but he sent him, and he got so drunk, 
on it that he was so drunk that he got dressed, put a life vest on, okay, and jumped off the bridge and off the ship into the water, into the ocean. And he's out there laughing his ass off because he, he did it. Well, you know, he got kicked out like a week later. But you know what? It was kind of funny. But then again, it wasn't because um, someone could have really got hurt or we could have lost him. But just to see him out there in the water <laughs> laughing and giggling, it was like no more. So the other Christmases that we had, a lot of people, you know, you got your package inspected, and if there was alcohol on it, they would confiscate it. You know, so, but we, we, we tried to do the best that we could. You know, my mom did. I remember when, one year when I was out at sea, um, she sent me a box with some presents and some cookies and stuff like that. And she brought, she sent me a little Christmas tree. It was just a real small one, maybe a three foot, not two foot, whatever, you know, no lights, no nothing, but it was a Christmas tree. And some decorations on it. And I remember um, we were in our birthing quarters and there was a table there. And we set the Christmas tree up, decorated it. And being a cook in the Navy, I got whatever I could. And I can get whatever I could. And uh, everybody put their presents underneath the Christmas tree. You know. Because um, there's nowhere to go out there when you're out in the ocean. Nowhere to go. But you have the people with you, you know, the guys that you serve with on the ship. And it was fun, you know. But it's nothing like being around family, you know. Um, for me, wherever I went and I wasn't home, I tried to, I would make a family with somebody, you know, get to know a person or or whatever, so I have a place to go to on Ollie's, and that's what I did. Um, I called that surviving, especially during the holiday season. It was okay, a lot of people, you know, I wasn't a mooch, it was just like I was by myself and no one around. You know, people invited me to house for Christmas dinner, and it was awesome, you know. Never saw them again, never saw them again, but. They invited me to their house for Christmas. And they always made everyone that I went, you know, to. Um, and not so much Christmas, but any holiday when I was home. Halloween, uh, Easter. Easter was a biggie because we weren't out at sea. But I know the Christmases we were out. I got a little sidetracked there, you know, when I was mentioning going over somebody's houses for Christmas. It wasn't Christmas, it was Easter. Okay, so I'm sorry if uh, I said something, if I said it wrong, you know. But there was always somebody, I always made sure I had somebody there with me. Uh -oh. And um, so that was my past, you know. Um, and I was working up, you know, I got sober in 91 and I still was an asshole when I was sober, when I first got sober, you know, 
And um, to be honest with you, um, when I was drinking, um, it, you know, I, I would use you. You know, I was, I was a bad person. I would use you. And if you didn't give me what I wanted, then I'd just kick you to the curb. You know what I mean? That's who I was. And so when I got out, um, I guess that followed with me. Even when I got sober, when I first got sober, I was the same way. You know what I mean? And, um, but now, you know, the last, let me see, Paul, he's been out of Ohio State for seven years. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, but got to go with Ohio State, buddy. And, um, and what I look forward to is for him to come home for Christmas. You know what I mean? He's a little older now, and we share a lot of things, um, and he's home, you know. And there's times that I just don't see him all the time. But I manage, you know, we manage to talk on the phone, but I really look forward to when he comes home for Christmas because it, it, it's very special. Him and my mom are, like, really tight. So when he's coming home again this year, you know, so... You know, I'm praying that he has a safe travels. He's not in college no more. He's got a very nice job out in uh, Indiana. He lives in Indianapolis. But you know what? He's coming home, you know. Um, we also have a tradition. I don't know if you guys listen. I'm sure you all listen to music, but there's a, uh, the group Alabama. They have a Christmas uh, CD out, and we always listen to that. In fact, I played it today at work. Because, you know, it's just that time of the year. You know what I mean? But my, my, my Christmas mouths at this very moment are okay. You know? I'm not, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I guess you want to say going through the motions. You know? When you work in customer service, you, you kind of lose that holiday spirit. Because you're trying to give everybody else a holiday spirit. You know, get them in. You know, got to make money for um, the people at the grocery stores who are who are owners and bosses. But um, I try to make the best I can. You know, and and today it was crazy. Um, it wasn't crazy. You know, I was just feeling I was in a good mood today. You know, got the news that my truck is coming in January, and. Um, there's some some person, you know, some lady, you know, she was crying at work. And I'm like, what's wrong? True story, guy. I said, what's wrong? And she explained to me that she has no money. And she got her son and her daughter coming in, you know, for Christmas dinner. And I'm like, okay. So, do you need help? And she said, I do, but I don't want to put, not a burden, but she, she felt bad asking for, you know, some money um, or, or food. And we gave her food, you know, called the man, you know, store manager down and they agreed. And then they gave her a little hand, just a little hand. Not a big one, and they gave her some potatoes, and they gave her some vegetables. 
you know, and, and stuff, and, and they enjoyed it. But um, now maybe she would, could have been pulling the wool over her eyes, and, you know, she got some free food, you know, or maybe it is true that her daughter and her son are coming in for Christmas to have, and she wanted to have something. Tommy Miller says, I totally agree with you on that. It's really hard customer service to still have holiday spirit when you see people acting so terrible every day. But I guess it's up to us to be better. It, it, it is, Tommy. We have to be better, you know. We have to be better. But, you know, after our eight hours and dealing with people, you know, you, you, you do your best. You, you try to make them happy, you know. You, you give them suggestions. And um, you, you get a smile out of them. Sometimes you get some arguments after them, you know, whatever. But we try. Usually it works. Sometimes it don't. But I will tell you this. I really will tell you this. So two or three days ago, we had a guy come in. And he took about $600 worth of meat. Just put it in the cart. And he stole it. You know. And what happened was he got busted. But guess where he got busted at? He got busted at his house, you know? What happened was when you come out of our, our driveway, there's a, a light there, and on that light, there's a camera, okay? And they followed him from where I work in Castle Sand all the way to Green Tree, okay, by the cameras itself. But as you could tell, you know, when the way the cameras are set up, you also get a license plate. And that's how they found out. And they came up knocking on his door. And they arrested him. And it was like, wow, I've never heard of that one before. And the, the, you think he's going to have a bad Christmas. He used his wife's car and she was at work. And she did not know that he was doing that. So I was like, man. So... What, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get across here is if you need help, okay, if, if you don't have food, if you, all you have to do is just ask, you know, don't go out and steal it, you know, you'll have a real bad Christmas, absolutely, because you're more than likely you'll be in jail, you know, or have a little bit of record, get a citation. I mean, because they call the cops, the cops come, they put the cuffs on you the whole nine yards, and, and you just don't want it. And I know these are hard times, and I know these are troubling times for a lot of people, for many people, you know. But you know what? Do the right thing and just ask. Ask somebody. Like that lady asked me. And all I did was ask my boss, and he said, sure, go for it. And so we gave her a meal for her kids. And and, and, and it's just a feel-good thing, you know. Um, all you have to do is ask. There's a lot of people that, you know, that I would catch stealing. And I'm like, I know you can't afford that. So do you, I, I'll ask them, I said, do you want to go to jail or... Do you want to put that back? And if you, and if you need some money or do you need food, I, I'll be happy to buy you something to eat. And I do do that. And the majority of the time, they just want something to eat. 
but there's a lot of other people out there too that steal food and they go out and sell it in order to get drugs so you kind of learn after a while you know what the person is up to but as for my christmas coming up my son's coming in oh tommy says here you go Tommy says, I wish there were more opportunities for people to help others who are in need. When I was a baby, my parents didn't have money to have Christmas for our family, and we were on the gift tree at Kmart. I remember that gift tree. From the day I started working, I always made it a point to buy a gift on the Kmart tree for a kid in need, but they don't do that anymore. And I wonder why, Tom. You know, that's when, that's when life was great. You know, that, that's, you know, that, that, I, I totally agree. You know, Tommy, I'm going to read that again. I wish there were more opportunities for people to help others who are in need. When I was a baby, my parents didn't have money to have Christmas for our family. And we were on a gift tree at Kmart. From that day, I started working. I always made it a point to buy a gift on the Kmart tree. For a kid in need, but they don't do that no anymore. But Tommy, may I make a suggestion that you know you can go um, to the Salvation Army. You can go to a church and donate something, donate food, donate some money. But here's my theory on donating money. You know, people are asking, you know, you know, give a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there, and um, <clears throat> but. Who's really getting the money? Think about it. Now, I've been to some shows to where people say, you know, um, we are going to donate some monies to an organization or somebody who needs money, you know, to buy turkeys for. It. And you know what? We clear close to over $100,000, $150,000. It was a haunted house I did. I worked at with a club and we'd probably end up donating maybe about six seven hundred dollars of that you know so um i'm kind of leery giving it to the salvation army and i'll be honest with you that's who they were but they've done a lot but i don't know i don't like the way that they distribute monies you know who knows what's going to happen so what i do now is i buy a turkey and i give it to somebody you know, I give it to a church. I give it to the food bank. The food bank needs a lot of help. They really do. Tommy Miller says, exactly. I would feel better donating a gift for a kid than money that will go and be divided up between a foundation where they have so many corporate people getting paid. It's true. There's, there's a lot of that. I'd, I'd rather, you, you know what, everybody who is listening to my show all over the world, you know, I, I have a lot of listeners and, and the people who are here in the chat room, whatever. If you can, please do me a favor. Let, let's do a challenge. I challenge you guys. I challenge you guys to get a non-perishable food and please go to your food bank and donate to the food bank so somebody can have something to eat. Seriously, I'll make that challenge to you. You know, in fact, I'm off tomorrow and I'm going to get me some cans of soups or whatever, non-perishable foods. And I am going to go down to the um, food bank and I'm going to donate it. You know, so nobody can go hungry. 
Nobody wants to go hungry. You know, I sure as hell don't. But, you know, I'm pretty big myself, so I can live on my way. Thanks, Tom. All right. Tommy Miller's in. Deidre Stanley challenge accepted. Thank you, Deidre. Sweet. Awesome. This is great. Ooh. Chills. My spidey son. Thank you. Thank you, too. And like I said, I'm gonna I wanna do that challenge again. I just want, you know, everybody to go out to the food bank and, you know, donate some non-perishable foods. It would be great. And I know that a family, if I donate, you know, some can of beans, green beans, or you know, anything that they're gonna someone's gonna have a meal that day, you know. Um I, I will say this about Shop and Save. We really do that. The owners are the best. They are. Um, they are really, they're great people. And we try to help out the best that we can for the bank and, and other, other places um, that need help. But we do good. But thank you. I'm glad you all. This makes me feel good. Tommy, thank you, man. Hey, Tommy, Deidre, if you can, get your friends to do the same thing. I'd appreciate it. That would be great. Awesome. That would be great. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. You know, I'll take a little video of me donating the food to the food bank, and then I'll put it up, you know, on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page. And I'll get my... Uh, thank you. Thank you, Deidre. And, um, and we'll put it up. You know, Tommy Miller, we should do this type of thing all year to help those in need when we can. There is so much bad in the world that it feels so good to do good things like this. Uh -huh. Tommy, you hit the nail on the head on that one, my friend. This is so true. This world is so bad. You know. But we can do that. We can do that once a month. We can do that once a month, donate food, you know. Or if anybody else has a charity that they want to give to, that they know it's a legitimate charity, we can do that too. But let's try to get a lot of smiles on a lot of people's faces this year, okay? And, you know, I, 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 I've been saying this for the last three or four years from that I hope that there be one day, one day, where... um. Everybody would be okay with everybody. That there would not be any hatred. That everybody would just get along for one day. And I, I really believe that day is going to come. I have no doubt in my mind it will. Brian says there's a community box down here. Leave what you want. Only take what you need. That's awesome, Brian. I hope I see you down there. You know, bring some stuff. That's great. Yeah, that's that's cool. You know, I don't know where everybody lives at, but around in my area where I live, okay, um, they have like these little stands on the corners with library books in them, with books, and people go by book. You know, they get books, and you you know you take a book and just replace the book or put another book in. It's like really cool. You know, that I think that's neat. 
but I have ADHD. So here's the way I read a book. I'll read the first 10 pages, skip to the middle, and then finish off at the end. So I, <laughs> that's who I am, you know, because I kind of get the gist in between the beginning and the middle and the middle and the end. But um, we got a couple more minutes here left over. And uh, I want to tell you um, that all my shows for the month of December are going to be double around Christmas. Different Chris, what what is the meaning of Christmas? Um, what is the history behind Christmas and stuff like that? And so I'm looking forward to that. But I just want you know everybody to you know get a can of Deidre. We have those book stands here on. Oh really? Oh sweet. And they're great, aren't they, Deidre? Honest to Pete, aren't they great? They really are. South Carolina, my friends in South Carolina now. Her son just became a grunt, so, oh, excuse me, a Marine. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm real happy for him. But, uh, you know, children, you know, especially at this time in the world, at, at, at this time, please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. And on that note, I want to wish everybody good night. Thank you for joining and listening to my show. And um, I will see you all next week. Have a good night. Happy hunting.